Morning, everyone. So it was, uh, it was barely morning. It's 11 o'clock now. Uh, it was zero when, maybe a little below zero when we got up this morning. So I very cleverly did uh, non-workshop things. Oh, this thing is still frozen to the floor. Um, I did non-workshop things while I waited for the sun to get up high enough for my shop to be in the sunlight. And now I've got a fire going. It's actually fairly warm outside now. It rose 20 degrees. At any rate, I wanted to talk today about um, about long-term health and chronic, chronic body aches and pains that come with working with your hands. Because I have just been... I don't... These things did not all happen in the last couple of days, but I have just been aware over the last couple of days of four or five different people who are suffering from um, pretty severe or have suffered from pretty severe arthritis, tendinitis, tennis, elbow, carpal tunnel, you name it, basically sort of chronic use uh, issues that come with using your body in, in a specific and forceful way that is not balanced by by cross-training or, or, or balance by taking time off. Um, and I wanted to talk about it because it seems like a real issue for us makers that we need to talk about more. I've always struggled with um, overusing my hands because I got a pinched nerve in my neck when I was sailing when I was younger and didn't pay attention to it to the point where I stopped being able to open and close my hand. I just couldn't couldn't do it. And it took a couple months of downtime before I stopped having a numb hand at night. And ever since then, ever since I was 22, so for the last 15 years now, I've flirted with carpal tunnel tendonitis, whatever you want to call it, um, in particular in that hand, which is my dominant hand. In part because of the work that I've chosen to do, even when I was something like a zipline tour guide that actually involves opening and closing thousands of carabiners in the course of a day. And so you're squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. And so, um, so I've struggled with that. And I think it's made me more aware than most people of my limitations. Oh, just dropped my phone. Of my limitations with spoon carving. And I think that's been a good thing for me. I have built up to the level that I'm able to do now, I've built up to it over the course of several years and have had to back off numerous times over those years to sort of step back from the precipice of doing real damage to my body. The potential to do real damage to your body from spoon carving is is real and we we focus on the catastrophic stuff, right? And actually, I think as a culture, we don't focus enough on either the catastrophic or the chronic right it was it was years before i felt like i fully understood how to do this thing safely so that i no longer feel like it's inevitable that sooner or later i'm going to really hurt myself um i just sort of thought well one of these days i'll make a mistake and now i don't feel like i will knock on wood because i have systems that you know, as long as I follow the systems, they mitigate that risk down to almost nothing. But, um, but as a culture, I I didn't find that when I was starting out. From the from the loudest voices on the scene, I was not seeing stuff about 
safety. I had to piece that together myself over time. And, and likewise, I, I have not seen much um, about what we can do about chronic stuff. Now, it's something I'm starting to lean more into. Uh, I've done posts about it. Tom Bartlett, Silver Spoon, has done some excellent posts about it. Um, I'm very excited for the next issue of Spoonosaurus Magazine. We're going to have a hand surgeon who is also a spoon carver um, write an article about uh, chronic hand issues and spoon carving. But... uh, But I think we can always talk about it more. And one of the things that I that I think we need to acknowledge is that especially if you're trying to make your living doing this sort of work, you have to, first of all, be thoughtful about the balance of your work and not, and not forget that your body has real limitations and you ignore them at your peril. And second of all, you need to... Um, Be thoughtful about the fact that sooner or later uh, you will need to prioritize your body over money and you need to make sure that you're in a position to do so. A lot of people feel like they are trapped in that their bodies, they, they work so hard that their body starts to fall apart and then they feel like they can't really step back and heal because then there's no money coming in. So I think that comes in two forms. The first is in making sure that your money is coming in in several different ways, using your body in several different ways. For instance, if all I did was edit and write and work on a computer all day, my body would be messed up in other ways. I know it and I feel it. On days when I'm just sitting at a computer, my hands start to go numb from you know, from that posture, right? So what keeps me healthy is the balance of doing an hour of writing and then doing a bunch of hours of this other thing. And and really the thing that has been the saving grace for me has been making spoon blanks because I can make spoon blanks. It started off with me not being able to make spoon blanks more than, you know, 10 would leave me in bad shape and a lot of that had to do with the fact that my posture was bad and my form was bad but over the course of learning how to do it with good posture and with loose loose form um it's gotten to the point where making blanks for four hours a day and then carving for three hours a day is much easier on my body than carving for seven hours a day day after day. I can do the first one day after day all week and not be in bad shape. But if I do the second one, um, that's something I'm still building up towards. So having the blanks as a big part of my business has gone a long way towards alleviating some of the, some of the pain from my body and some of the, the risk of overdoing it in that way. Now, the other important thing is that I don't I, that I don't put myself in a position where I feel like I can't afford to step back for a little bit. And I've been there, especially when um, I was the sole breadwinner. It felt like if I wasn't if I 
wasn't going to do this, then money wasn't going to come in. But I've also put myself in that position simply because I felt the pressure of orders stacking up and feeling like, well, I had to do them just so that they weren't on my list anymore. And that's a danger. That's, that's something that you got to get over. And, and then the first one, um, and you just got to let go of that. And the first one is more something that you need to strategically position yourself so that it's no longer an issue. For us, that a big part of that was my wife finishing school and going back to work. Um, not going to lie, having twice the income really takes the stress off. Um, but, it, but it also, I think, boils down to you have to be smart enough about your business to earn enough money that you can afford to step back from your business for a bit. If your business is so hand to mouth that you are just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding, not because you want to, but because you have to in order to make ends meet, then you need to be more thoughtful about your business and how to get to a place where you can afford to step back. At this point, if I need to take a week off, I can just take a week off. We've, we have been careful about our spending. We have been socking away, you know, some large chunks of money in the last year. And we have enough savings that it's not going to be a crisis if I need to take a week off and tend to my body. If I need to take two weeks off, I need to take a month off. I'll just do it. And part of that is sort of the big picture of how much you spend and what your living expenses are and all that. And part of it is that I have been careful to make sure that my business earns me more and more money over time so that I could get to a place where I can afford to do it less if I have to. And that's the thing. I think if you end up in a cycle of poverty, of feeling poor and being unwilling to do whatever you need to do to get out of that, then you leave yourself extremely vulnerable to your body breaking down and you not feeling like you can step back from that. I mean, the same is true of people who um, have to report to a job or feel like they're going to lose their job. And I really feel for those people, especially because they're not in control of, of what is allowed and what is not allowed in the same way that I am. Um, but I think if you're a maker, you've got to take seriously the fact that sooner or later your body is going to need a break because you're going to overdo it. And there are lots of ways that you can mitigate it up front and be smart about sort of building up to a level and making sure that your life has balance and making sure that you're hydrating and stretching and cross training to make sure your core is strong and all of that. But you also need to be smart about getting yourself in a financial situation so that you can take a break because there's one thing I know in life. It's that money comes and money goes, but you only get one body. And the more you mess it up, the, the more it comes to dominate and limit your life. And, and so we as a culture of spoon carvers need to take that more seriously and stop glorifying the idea of, you know, I'm working despite the fact that my body hurts. I think we need to be more thoughtful about the role models that we look up to and make sure that we are advocating for a culture that is 
about health. Not just mental health, but physical health as well. Thanks for listening. Talk tomorrow.